Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Neonic Void Productions. Presents Welcome to Spookocalypse. Where, when we criticize horror media, we can get positively vicious. My name is Bunyip, and I'm joined with three savage hosts. And who might you people be? Savage and fabulous. Hi, I'm Zio. You know, horror aficionado slash Sherlock Holmes slash just all around awesomeness. Slay. Right. And I am Matt Sherman. And I am the housekeeper. And that is our gang. <laughs> our gang into <laughs> a marvelous adventure that we are going to be taking on today. So we're going to be talking about a movie. And not just from a movie from anywhere. No, no. For the first three weeks of October, we're going to be talking about... Um, movies, three movies in particular that are on Shutter for our Shutter Halloween. Woo! Yay! Not sponsored. Yep. Not sponsored Yay! by a hope to be sponsored one day because that'd just be amazing. Not sponsored, but please sponsor us, please, 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 please sponsor us, please, please, please. So yes, here's how October is going to work. The first three weeks, the first, eighth, and the fifteenth will be three films from Shutter picked by. Bunya, Mad Chairman, and the housekeeper yeah. in that order. Maybe, th- yeah, I think I'll be posted in that order. And then on the 15th will be, ooh, hmm. no, 22nd, sorry. The 22nd will be Halloween Ends. Until further notice, unless something happens, which y'all will know on the episode for the 15th, if it's for sure, for sure. But I think we should be able to, because. Peacock will have Halloween ends on there as well as in theaters. So we should be able to watch it. But if something happens, y'all will know on the episode for the 15th. Zio, are we going to go watch it in theaters? I mean. With Indigo? I mean. Yeah. I'm also going to see it with the boyfriend. Honestly, I probably will see it with the boyfriend before y'all see it. Unless y'all want to go to like. So I think they're going to see it like Thursday. They want to see it Thursday night. Oh, okay. And I'm like, <laughs> but yes, I will see it in the theaters. I don't care how many times. I'll spend all the money. Michael Myers, baby. And then for the last week of October 29th will be our two-year anniversary for Spook. Yay! Wait. Is it two-year or one-year? Hold up. Two-year. 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 Two right? Two years, right? Yeah. Hold up. Yeah, two years. So two-year anniversary special, which we will be... Um, doing a review of a movie that one of the first movies that we talked about on Spookocalypse, Hereditary. Because you know I can't get enough of watching that movie, <laughs> so we're gonna be talking about that. So before we get into the first movie for our Shutter weekends, name pending, <laughs> let's throw it over to the housekeeper to give us our daily. 
housekeeping. <laughs> weekly, weekly housekeeping. If you like this podcast, make sure you follow and rate us on whatever site you listen to your podcast. Share with your friends. New episodes get uploaded every Saturday. Links are down in the description for other podcasts that are part of the Neonic family. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Spookocalypse. That's S at S P O O K O C A Well L Y P S E. We do spooky shit. Mints are on the pillow. What flavor are the mints? Uh, this week it's strawberry. Oh, I was kind of expecting fear mint. Fear mint. Oh, fear mint. I hate that. <laughs> and fear mint. And to be. Um, what do they call it? To be correct, correcting myself here. Actually, this episode will be the two year anniversary on the date. Ooh. On the date. Well, on the no, two days before, because the creation of this podcast was October 3rd, 2020. And this episode will be posted on October 1st. So technically, this is going to be the two year anniversary episode, but we're not doing the main event, like the actual like celebration thing until the week of the 29th episode that's on the 29th so technically speaking today's episode would be the two-year anniversary Woo! Yay! Woo! i had the check i double check but yes so yeah we've been doing this podcast for two years i've been doing it for two years yeah. <laughs> the rest of y'all been doing it for what a year i'm not a year yes yet. no yes i'm the base because yes, Bunyip and I are like a, a, a little over a year now. A little over a year because y'all joined in back in July of 2021. Yes, yes. And then Housekeeper came in. I don't know where Housekeeper came in. <laughs> Housekeeper came in somewhere. January? January? Remember? January. Was it? January. I don't remember. It might have been January. It might have been January. Was it? Somewhere in there. Some magical event. The Housekeeper's like, I'm here. I know, like for the first two episodes I was there, I was just around, just listening to the conversation, and then somehow I got roped into it, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Twitter, we posting shit on there, creepy shit. I be having fun on there now, oh, we do daily. Too, we do <laughs> so yes, today is going to be the first episode of our Shutter Weekends, name pending. Um, so, Bunyip. Today is your pick for uh, our Shutter Weekends <laughs> name pending. What movie did you pick for us to watch? I went with a movie called Vicious Fun. Yes. So Vicious Fun, of course, was distributed by Shutter. It was released October eighth, twenty twenty. At some, I think it was some festival that start that showed it first, and then and then Shutter's like, "We want give it to us. Here's money. Give me." It's directed by Cody uh, Callahan, and it stars Evan Marsh, Amber Goldfarb, Ari Mellon, uh, M- Millen, uh, Robert Mallet. God, who's the most well-known actor in this movie? It's the guy who played Mike, right? Robert Mallier? No, not Robert Mallier. Oh, my God, what's his name? Oh, There's an actor name? in here. David Kosher is someone I yes. kind of recognize off the bat. I, re- I, re- yes, David, yes. I recognize David Kosher from, oh, gosh, what was it? Anchorman? A whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, oh, gosh, who was it? Who was it? Uh, I also recognize Julian uh, Richings. Yes. He plays Death in Supernatural. Yeah. Super- I saw him and I was like, is that fucking Death? Yeah. Give him a pizza! <laughs> Death playing a serial killer. That's fucking How great. As a killer clown, too. As a killer clown. Oh, God. Ugh. I was, no. Mm-hmm. At least he wasn't like a creepy killer clown. Like His makeup was bad enough that he didn't get scared. So, so Anya, take it, take it away. Alrighty, so this movie is kind of 80s. Like, it definitely is, like, 1983, Minnesota. And it definitely reflects the time. It's not 80s enough, but it'll have to do. So we we start off with some man in a motel. He's examining his knives, and then he takes them out to his car, and he sees someone in this phone booth. And he's like, 
He pulls the car up kind of close. And he's like, hey, uh, you looking to find a ride home? Or like, are you lost? And she's like, yeah, I'm kind of stranded. He's like, oh, I can take you somewhere. Where are you headed to? And I don't know if she gives like a, a straight answer, but this is a lady named Carrie. And she is, she gets into the car with the guy and then he locks the doors and is like, uh-oh, he's going to kill her, isn't he? No. She turns the fucking tables, pulls out her own knife and stabs him in the neck. Oh. And then the chest, and then the chest again, and I the went. chest again. And, and I went, the <laughs> I'm like shook. <laughs> like, yes, girl, stab him. Uh, and after that, we cut to an interview between, uh, what's his name? Joel, a film critic for a horror magazine, Vicious Fanatics. And he's inter- interviewing this movie director named Jack Portwood. And it kind of comes off as a sort of... It kind of comes off aggressive in the interview. Kind of making fun of the movie. And then the director fires back like, okay, what kind, what kind of movie would you do? Like, what would you do with the horror genre? And then Joel's like, taxi cab driver. And he argues that the taxi cab driver knows where you live because he has to drive you to your location, to um, wherever you need to go. He knows where you live. You have no connection to him. He can easily... Like find out where you are and just kill you, kill you in plain sight or hiding in plain sight. I mean, and it sounds like an interesting idea. Let's see. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I think that's when Joel gets back home to his apartment. No, it's actually like a little house. He has a roommate. Uh, what was her name? Was it Sarah? Yeah, it was Sarah. And he sees she comes home from like her date with somebody, and Joel was clearly like showing signs of jealousy and impatience. Because he's just like pacing around the room, pretending to read the magazine, and like, what's she taking her so long? Because back look out the window, and she's making out with him. He's like, son of a bitch. And she uh, finally comes back in. And he's like, oh, hey, you're here. It's wonderful. Uh, hmm. And she goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a slumber party with some friends. He's like, oh, yeah, I was actually hoping to meet some girls, too. Like Rachel, Jennifer, uh, Carl. They're going to have lots of fun with Carl. They love Carl. Yeah, but instead what he does is he gets a tape recorder. And he goes to see the car of the guy who dropped Sarah off. And he went to a phone booth that's across the street, conveniently from their house. I think that's what he was doing. And then Joel's trying to look not suspicious at all. And then he's going to follow this person to wherever they're going. And like a taxi cab pulls up and drops off one of Sarah's friends. And then Joel's like, ooh, I mean, just instead of getting into my car, I'll just take a taxi. Just <laughs> like follow that car. Like, all right. And then I'm at that like this small Chinese restaurant. And this yeah. is late at night, like I'd say close to midnight. And so Joel is in the bar, clearly looking to, I suppose, get dirt on Sarah's date. And he kind of gets, I guess, some dirt in the sense that this guy is a bit of a jackass. Uh, did he say his name was Bob Nice, or rather Bob Nice? It was just Bob. I just remember Bob. It was definitely Bob, Bob Nice, because it's spelled nice, but he said it nice just to be annoying. Yes. <laughs> and that's kind of an, it's kind of an awkward conversation. Like, 
Like I get like I get why you're here, Joel. You're trying to find reasons to get this guy to not see Sarah again. But then he ends up just like getting really drunk. He even tries to go to the payphone, runs into Carrie, who is contacting someone on the phone, but I have no idea who. I don't even know if it's mentioned in the movie who she's talking with. Like, he hangs up, and he's staying there awkwardly. But eventually, he gets his chance to, like, use the phone. But he's so drunk, he, like, throws up on the phone. <laughs> Get it together. Mm-hmm. I forget where he passes out. Like, eventually, he just, he passes out. And then the it restaurant was like, closes. It was, like, a janitorial, yeah, a, like, closet or something. Yeah, uh, it was just, like, a cleaning closet. Yeah, you know, because when the staff is cleaning up, they don't think to like look for him and kick him out. They just assume that he got he was gone. And then Joel wakes up hours later and he stumbles upon a serial killer's anonymous meeting. Although it's it's kind of revealed, like they're just talking about their murders, but it isn't completely explicit until I think one of them describes like how he butchered Someone like savor the taste. I once hid in a ceiling for sixteen hours waiting for my prey. It was, <laughs> and it's like It was Hido. Oh, Hido. <laughs> and Joel's like, What have I gotten myself into? Oh shit. Yeah, but my, heart, my heart rate literally <laughs> going to nothing. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the more tense scenes in the movie. Cause it's just like, hello, I'm not a serial killer. Oh shoot, these guys are all killers. I can't let them find out that I'm not one of them, or they're going to kill me too. And they assume he's someone named Phil. Yeah, oh poor Phil. <laughs> I have no something for Phil. I mean, same. <laughs> we'll get to who Phil is in a moment. But anyway, practically everyone's here, including Carrie. And... There is one seat missing. Like, one person is just not there. And each one is talking about their preferred method of killing. For example, uh, what is his name? It's, it's the guy who is the self-proclaimed leader. Is it Fritz? No, it's um, Zachary. 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 He comes off as, like, a businessman who kills on the weekends. <laughs> like, gets a lot of funding so he can murder people. Yeah. Government funding. And then we've got... The big, tall guy. Is he Mike? Mike. Yeah, it's Mike. Mike. Yeah, it's Mike. I, and I recognize him from um, Sherlock Holmes, the first yep. movie. <laughs> yes! One of the big guys That's in the fight. That's where like, he's from! <laughs> Yeah, that would be. I think that's Robert Miley. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I was just like, man, why is he so fucking familiar? Love him. <laughs> yeah, and his thing is, he's basically your classic, like, um, summer camp killer type. I will just slaughter anyone. Like you don't need to be sneaky. You just you get a big old machete and just cut. He's kind of the Jason. And oh yeah, Fritz is the neurotic looking guy. Yeah. Like he's like I have a seventeen step plan for how I annihilate my enemies. Most of which involve using like a syringe, which I take is some kind of sedative or anesthetic. So that they become immobilized, and then he kills them. Mm-hmm. And of course, Hideo, who is a chef who owns his own restaurant, but he specializes in cannibalism. It's a no for me. <laughs> yeah. And you know, like, what do you do, Phil? He's just like, I'm, um, I'm a taxi cab driver. <laughs> and he explains his the whole thing, and then they're like. Huh, that's actually kind of impressive. And I don't think Carrie explains how she kills people. I think it's just like, yeah, I just kill people. She's from another group. Quote unquote. Or they say she's from another group. Yeah, from another state or something like that. Yeah, like Saltica or some shit. 
Okay. But I mean, like method. Yeah, they don't talk about she doesn't talk about the method or anything, unfortunately. Because I was curious too. Yeah, it's just kept it vague for like, uh, I mean that that was her though at the beginning though, wasn't it? So, yes. Yes. Yeah, that's what she I okay. We'll get to that later. Alrighty. Um let's see. And as Joel finishes wrapping up how he murders people, they're taking a break, and then there's a loud knock at the door. He's like, go ahead and unlock it and see what it is. Opens the door, and it's freaking Bob. Not Bob. And he's kind of surprised that Joel's here, like, oh, hey, you're here. Unexpected. Thought your name was David? And I was like, yeah, I just wasn't, wasn't sure if I could trust you. Like, and then it's like, okay, so uh, you're Phil. Yes. Because they all still think he's Phil, even though I keep calling him Joel. But then Bob pokes holes in like his plans. Like, hmm, if you... It's like, yeah, I don't buy that you're a taxi driver because if you're on duty, it's like you have to report into each location you visit. And if someone turns up missing, you'll be a, an easy suspect because you were one of the last people to see them alive. And it's like, oh, I do it when I'm off duty. And it's like, yeah, but you have to turn your car in when you're off duty. So why would you? And they're like, why would you call in? And I'm like, wait, I don't know if he said he would call in. Like, I don't know how taxi cab drivers work. I thought it'd be like us uh, try to sneak a car out. Maybe he could have said that. And then he wouldn't have to report to anybody. But point is... There's holes in this plan, and then Bob's like, "Oh, you're not, you're not legitimate. <laughs> Crap, you're not a serial killer. What are we gonna do with them?" <laughs> and this oh, point, no. they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> they're just arguing like, okay, what are we gonna do with this kid?" And then Zachary tries to be the boss of the situation. Everybody is arguing. And then eventually, pretty much everyone kills Zachary. Like he was built up to be the big guy, but he was mainly all talk. Then Carrie uses the opportunity to lock herself and Joel inside the kitchen, making it seem like she's going to finish him off. But really, she's like, okay, look, I belong to a secret organization. I'm here to kill every one of these fuckers. A killer that kills serial killers. She's like Dexter. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see, Mike, Bob, and Fritz, and Hideo are like, they're thinking like, okay, how do we get into the kitchen? And to hide the friggin' plan, Bob like goes, quarter. Quarter! Someone gives him a quarter. He puts it in the jukebox and just starts playing music. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Right. I was like, the fuck? Hello? <laughs> it was basically so that people couldn't talk. It was so that Carrie and Joel couldn't hear them as they discussed the plan. I love how he's jamming out, though. Yes. <laughs> I love how he speaks to Haido in Japanese and the subtitles are in Japanese. Yes. I was like, he don't have I to. I was like, like hiragana. <laughs> <laughs> he knows English. It used to be fine. <laughs> and I thought he was going to do like interpretive dance to be like move make some moves alright you go around the back you sneak in through this door you go in through the vents or something like that but no he's just dancing so meanwhile Carrie and Joel are also having a plan well mainly Carrie because Joel is panicking basically the worst person you want to be with in a situation like this yeah Hundred percent panicking, full on meltdown. So Carrie is like, "All right, so I'm gonna have to kill you, but not literally." It's like she basically plots to have it look like he has been murdered with the use of some human organs from a certain missing Phil, and Phil is also the guy she killed earlier in his car outside the motel. 
And it's like, and it does the little montage of like what each person specializes in. Like Mike, big guy, he's sloppy with his work. Usually one person gets away as a strange They they imply that like he gets off on the in, on the victim having an orgasm. Like they reach their peak and then he just kills them. And Fritz is they describe him as not being very human. He just tries to act like it. Yeah. Very specializes in studying his opponent and slipping them drugs to keep them sedated. And yeah, he just likes to dress up as a clown because, of course, because of course, of course. And it's not even that good clown it's, outfit. It's really makeup. bad. He barely had any makeup rubbed on his face. Like <laughs> he was bad. Like he's already pale enough, and like. There's no, like, red makeup around his lips to indicate, like, a mouth or anything. There's just, like, a line that goes down from his eye, and it's a very thin one. Like, it was hastily put in on. Like, he didn't even try. <laughs> and I was like, man, you know, I have a phobia of clowns, and uh, that didn't even scare me. And I think with Hideo, it was like, yeah, he's into cannibalism. Also good at sneaking around in places kind of it and then bob is your tactician he can plan anything and he does seem he does it come off as kind of threatening and clever throughout most of this movie until later but we'll get to that later fritz tries to sneak in around the back and there's this back door that's opened slightly and then carrie manages to like cut off his fingers yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's like Oh, you poor guy. I don't care. Hideo manages to sneak in through the top. Like, he goes through the vents and breaks into the kitchen. He sees Joel lying there face down with the intestines on the floor, streaming from his stomach. And he's like, are you sure? He even picks them up to lick them. You know, I imagine, like, well, seeing that they've been in the freezer, I imagine they're really cold. Right. But it was a taste that he got from it that, that, um, he was able to tell that those aren't his intestines. Because, like, he licked it, and then he, like, kind of, like, looked at it weird. And then he looked at, uh, what's his face? Um, Joel. Yeah. And then, I think... I think that's like they had like a little rope trap to trip him. It's like yank on that now, Carrie. She jumps out and they fight, and yeah, she kills him. It's not that exciting of a fight. It's just quick kill, and now there's three left to take care of. Isn't it at this point where Joel pulls the freaking fire alarm? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's like, I can help, and he pulls the fire alarm. Is like, great. Nice job. Now the police are gonna show up, and then Bob, Mike, and Fritz huddle together, and Bob's like, okay, I have an idea. So he goes to pick up another payphone outside. I, I after talking about this, I'm like, there's payphones all over this place. Which I guess in the 80s, it's like, you don't have cell phones, or at least you don't have cell phones on the level that we do. So, pay phones are still widely popular. But I'm like, they're pre- featured kind of prominently in this movie. I don't know the symbolism behind that. I'm not going to debate it at this pay time. Pay phones were like everywhere back in the day. They, yes. But I don't think they were like conveniently placed where they needed to like <laughs> right across the street of your date's house mm-hmm. <laughs> they were usually like around like main areas of business yeah pretty much yeah, yeah I guess places it would be easy to install a landline of some kind I'm pretty sure that they did have a landline yeah hmm Anyway, enough about the phenomenon of payphones. Bob pretends to be a victim of 
or like I witnessed a murder and I was like, oh, this, this, this is crazy lady with leather, lesbian haircut. She's killing everybody. They've already killed one. And then while Carrie and Joel are still inside, they basically have to wait till the police show up and arrest them. And they get taken to the police station. And it's not really that exciting of a scene. All I remember is there's brief interrogation. You see one of the police officers reading Vicious Fanatics, like, oh, hey, he's in the magazine. And he's even talking about horror. Like, oh, yeah, it's a subgenre of movie with all these spooky things in it. You're like, see, this guy's pretty cool. He's going to die, isn't he? Yeah. And then um, Joel and Carrie are locked in separate cells, in separate cells, while they think of another plan. And oh, what happened next? Oh yeah, Bob shows up in disguise as like a detective from another precinct. Yeah, and he has a fake mustache, which. Whenever Joel points it out, the, <laughs> the two other officers get offended. Like, hey, you don't make part of a man's mustache! He's like, you don't, you don't talk smack about another man's mustache! Mm-hmm. Let's see. Officer Tony and Detectives Doyle and Hollins. Oh, I read that part already. So they're looking through the evidence box. It's it's Bob in disguise, and then two the uh, the two cops that are offended at the mustache insult. They're going through the evidence box, and there's the tape recorder that Joel had, and it recorded just about everything. But they only play like the very first part, where he's trying to think of a title for a new. I guess of a film idea or a story idea. And they're just like, ah, this sucks. Jeez. One of the officers has to step out. Oh yeah. Like the electricity goes out. So one of the officers steps out of the room and they're thinking that Tony, the good cop was messing around. They're like, fine, we'll go and check. I was like, all right, we'll go check on it. And then Bob just, he gets these two pencils and he jams them in the ears of the other officer. Yes. That death, I was like, oh, he's going to take those. Mm-hmm, yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Pencil. I was like, mm, that's like, an interesting uh, way to kill somebody. Yeah, but I'm just like, how much force do you need to make that work? Probably a lot. I would assume. And, and I did like earlier in that scene when they're playing the tape recorder. He's like, oh, God, there's evidence. And he's like getting ready to hit them with a whiskey bottle. But then they turn it off, and it's like, okay, it goes clear. It's just that moment of foreboding. Meanwhile, other officer is checking for the breakers. And he finds them, and he's like, all of the switches are stripped out. And that's where he encounters Mike with a welding mask. And he cuts him up. Yeah, Uh, sure does. And then Fritz has snuck into the building. And, oh yeah, this is where he goes in and he, like, plants a clown doll. Like, it basically distracts Tony, gets him to get up from his desk to look around. And then when he gets back, there's, like, a clown doll. And then Tony takes a moment to, like, notice it. And then Fritz hits him with the syringe. Mm. And then... Kills him, was it with a screwdriver? It was with like a nail. And then he hits it with a hammer, doesn't he? Yes. Yes, he does. Because yeah, he, para- he paralyzes him. And yes. he's still alive. Like, like And then he takes the nail and just nails he it right into his forehead. Into his skull. And I'm like, damn, that's fucked. <laughs> damn. And shortly before this, Joel had contacted Sarah, being like, uh, yeah, your date is a crazy serial killer. Don't come near him. And also, don't come to the police station, because that's where he's likely going to show up. Just stay home and stay away from Bob. Of course, she's naturally worried and goes to the police station anyway. 
And I'm not sure if that makes her dumb or Joel is dumb for calling her in the first place. Probably both. But then again, he she would probably... I mean, he had to warn her at some point, I guess. I mean, at some point, he was going to go... Like, Bob was going to try and find her, so... I get why he did it, but... Yeah, no. That was kind of a... A dumb move, but a dumb move that probably needed to happen. That probably would have happened anyway. So... At least he'd know that she's coming. Yeah. Rather than he's they're trying to survive and all of a sudden she pops up and then shank shank she dies. And oh, I forget how, but basically Carrie and Joel are able to break out of their cells. Yeah. Oh yeah, she stole a paperclip. Carrie had a paperclip and which is able to snap out of the cells. I'm like, oh neat. Um, meanwhile, like the whole police station is dark. Fritz is just creeping around and Sarah shows up at this point trying to get inside. And like, she finds like the back door and as she tries it, like Fritz comes up to the door and like unlocks it and then sneaks away. Then she enters in and you're thinking, uh, is Fritz going to kill her? And the answer is obviously no, because Gary. The first thing Gary tries to do is find the fuse box to get the lights working. And she encounters Mike and kills him pretty easily. Gets the lights back on. Fritz is almost about to hit Sarah. And then Sarah sees that he's there. Is like, oh no, let's fucking run. And eventually Carrie makes her way back to where Fritz is. Hit gets him with one of his own syringes and then like pushes a desk over his head and crushes it. And then Bob finally shows up out of nowhere and attacks Carrie. And so there's that brief fight. And at this point, Joel has told Sarah to like get in the car. So she hasn't seen Bob yet until they're all in the car. Where Joel, Carrie, and Sarah in the car. And then she's like, wait, is that Bob? Like, yes, it is Bob. And yes, he's coming to murder every single one of you. We could all die. And at this point, it's starting to get to that point in the movie where it's like, I kind of want it to be over. But fortunately, it's going to start wrapping up soon. So they're in the hospital. Carrie is recovering because she got heavily injured. Joel took a knife to his freaking arm, close to the elbow. Oh, then... I got flashback. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> not the elbow. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> not this. I'm like, boy, you're gonna be your arm's gonna be fucked for months. <laughs> and. He's just like, doctor, give me like all the medicine, all the drugs to see what to be. And I don't me. think they can. They just pull. They just grab. They just pull it out. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, you need a numb me. I don't need. You need to distract me. Oh, fuck <laughs> you! That hurts so much. I'm sorry, Janelle. You're just doing a job. Oh, fuck you! It literally me. <laughs> but I. I wasn't sure what the rules were, because I thought a knife would come out more easily in Flash, but in some movies it's like, oh, it comes out easily, and then in others it doesn't. But that wasn't a knife. That was like a screwdriver-like thingamajigger. Because it was like... I'm not about to look it up. because It was, it was a gross. weapon used for puncturing. I'm yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, like, what is the physics of something puncturing your body? It was like is a it jagged, if- rectangular... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
steel object thing that looked like I was like, oh god, if they pull that shit out, it's gonna fuck up his arm. Oh no, it went through his elbow. <laughs> Not the elbow. Trauma. Unfortunately, he's recovering fine. And then That's Bob true. sneaks into the hospital disguised as a doctor, finds Carrie's room, and is gonna kill her with a scalpel. Then like Joel shows up to stop him. And then there's a big conflict, and Carrie gets her revenge by just stabbing the hell out of him with a scalpel. He even finishes off like sticking it in his eye. <laughs> he has the kind of anger that isn't like enraged, uncontrollable violence. It's just like, like you're angry, but you shouldn't hit your kid. So he's like, mm, I love you, son, but I don't appreciate you stabbing me in the eye. Like, it's that kind of anger. Yeah. That's what, I, so that's what I took from it. You get so subdued and, like, you you can let out, man. You can, like, you clearly want to hurt them, and no one's really going to stop you, right? So why are you holding back? But he eventually dies from his wounds. And then there's some message of, like, Carrie can't do this on her own. Like, well, maybe I should hire an, an, an intern. Like you, Joel, do you, do you want to help me kill other serial killers? Yeah, okay. And it ends with them going to... I think it's a movie theater. Yeah. It's a small movie theater. And they find someone who's like running the cash register. And Joel's pretending to be a regular customer. Finds an excuse to go to the bathroom. Finds someone tied up. And then sees the guy. And then that guy is running away, and then Carrie kills him, and then they leave. Also note, they're like, oh yeah, Taxi Cab Driver Slayer movie is on a movie poster. I knew so it was a good a little... idea. Yeah. And then they leave to go and find other murderers. And where does the title of the movie come from? I forgot to mention this. It's from the very beginning when he's talking with the movie director. He's like, I write for a, a magazine called Vicious Fanatics. He's like, you should call it Vicious Fun. That sounds better. Which I have it to does. agree it does. Yeah, it does. But that's pretty much the end of the movie. Yes, that is the end. Because they go off and pull the axe out of the guy, release the girl. The place mm-hmm. explodes in fire and flames. And it's just... Yeah, I don't know why it exploded. I don't remember seeing anyone setting that up. I think they set it up on like the inside or some shit. Or before they left. Oh yeah, during the day shift, they just poured some gasoline, hoped it wouldn't evaporate, and then <laughs> set it up as they leave. I don't question this movie's logic. It's it it's kind of dumb. Like Yeah. Like Symbolism, themes, I really don't know. I wasn't looking into it. I was trying to have fun with the movie because it is called Vicious Fun. And I did like the idea of Vicious Serial Killers Anonymous. But then after Joel gets found out, it becomes like, oh, it's it kind of becomes Murder Party. Yeah. A little bit. I was like, we need to kill this one guy, but then everyone else is getting killed off first. I'm like, I kind of like that. But I felt like it ended too quick. Like the rest of the scenes I didn't care too much about, like the police station and then going to the hospital. I think it would have done better if Joel had more time to pretend he's part of the group. Mm-hmm. Is it, yeah, maybe maybe another unexpected serial killer shows up. Yeah. And then it'd be like, uh, you're not Phil. I'm Phil. No. And then that, and that one person that Carrie killed could have been someone else completely different. That would have been fucking like, hilarious, right? Yes, and then extend the um, hiding from the killer scene as they end up getting themselves killed off. Like that would have been more fun, I think. But instead, like once it gets to the police scene and then on, I did lose interest. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that is my personal take. And mm-hmm. I don't really know what to review this out of. Um, 
Um, I'd give it a three out of five. Just I'm not sure. Oh, five what? Syringes. Three out of five syringes. <laughs> Fritz okay. syringes. Okay, three out of five Fritz syringes. Um, for me, I like the the absurdness of it. The serial the serial killer support group. I thought was pretty, uh, pretty fun idea. Uh, it's given me like a more campy version of the Sandman Netflix series because there was a serial killer convention. So I don't know if anyone's ever has watched Sandman, but there's a serial killer convention. So it's giving me more campy. I love that. Sandman. Yeah, there was more of a campy version than that. (laughs) Yeah, and they had that serial killer convention and then the freaking Corinthian with the mouths for eyes. Yes. I haven't finished watching it yet. Thank you. (laughs) It's kind of revealed early, so don't at me. Uh, Bro, like I've only watched like the first half of the episode. Well, that's your problem, babes. Listen, I've been too busy watching other shit. Other shit over and over again? No. (laughs) Mm. No, actually, I haven't. Mm. I've been watching other stuff. Mm. Not the same anime over and over again. Thank you. Even though I really want to, for other entertainment. God damn. That's not really. That's not really a spoiler because you get that even in the trailers and like. Children, focus. Yeah, so. Okay, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Focus, children. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, it's giving me a more campier version of that. Um, I mean, yeah, it has yeah, it had its problems, but I liked it. I I want to see. Honestly, this would be good as a digital as a digital series. Cause I want to see like each episode of the travel around the country attacking the other series. I would love that. Right. That would be amazing. Yeah, I neglect to mention Carrie had herself a little book. And there's she a story had a about, list. Yeah, there's a story about the Midnight Man, which is a name she made up for someone who killed her family. Yeah. But I didn't feel that attached to it. So that's why I was like, oh, that's right, she did this. Yes, so I would rate this a hmm, a three point five out of five syringes. Yeah. What about the other two? You other two? Does anyone want to tear it apart? <laughs> oh, wow. Someone who might be mad about it. That that Ooh. might that might that sounds like my cue. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hated this yeah, movie. Been yes, yes, I hated this movie. It was not funny for me. I didn't enjoy any of the comedy. Uh, the killing parts were were okay. Enough gore for me to to be satisfied, but. Uh, thought it was really cringy did not like the main character uh yeah so uh i would have to give it two fritz syringes out of five okay um i'm kind of on the fence i'll give it a a perfect uh 2.5 uh half and half mainly because um like one i actually really liked the the main character i thought like he was kind of funny i liked how i just i just don't like um uh humor which is based off of a character's embarrassment um i guess that's just the high empathy in me i just it makes me feel pain whenever I watch someone <laughs> just go through a very embarrassing thing. So whenever he was just extremely cringy, it just, it hurts. Um, yeah. I am extremely gay for Carrie. <laughs> I will say that. Um, it was nice to see familiar faces in this movie. There were some funny parts, but I did lose interest about halfway through. Uh, I still watched it, but I just it didn't keep me captivated. Honestly, I feel mm-hmm. like 
I, I didn't get interested again until I saw them in the movies, like with the other serial killer. I was like, oh, so this became like an actual thing. And I actually really liked that. And I was like, okay, so it was like an origin story. Um, now I just want to see them just go around hunting, like what Zio said. Um, so yeah, okay. but uh, if it, if it was supposed to be a, a comedy horror, they needed to put a little bit more um, comedy in it. Comedy, yeah. <laughs> Uh, rule rule of threes, guys. Rule of threes. It's a classic. I see it coming from a mile away, but it still makes me laugh. It, it goes a long way when it comes to comedy, just to let you know. Uh, and with that, the average calculator has dubbed yep. the uh, seven, uh, 2.75 syringes. 2.75 syringes, okay. Or maybe it's one syringe filled up two point seven fifths of the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's new. It's a decent, a decent little movie. It has a cool ideas that we want to see more of. It it has yeah. promise, you know, like it. it yeah, it has promise. It, it had a great foundation of going somewhere, mm-hmm. but it didn't deliver what I what what I was expecting it to deliver. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Same, yeah. like yeah, I definitely wanted to explore more of the whole uh, serial killer anonymous thing. Like that would have been cooler if they had dragged that on more. But yeah, they didn't. It was just a quick plot point, and and on. and and Carrie also explained it as oh, it's kind of like a retreat. They gather around yeah. and they talk about their strategies and like what each other does, like their best friends. And I was like, that's kind of fucking weird, but okay. <laughs> I like the anonymous thing though. Like if they were so like, serial killers that were trying to get better. Mm-hmm. Like they're I just just can't stop fucking killing, man. I can't. <laughs> better at their jobs or better as in not killing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cuz it was more like I want to get better at killing. It wasn't so much like I just have this urge to hurt people and I want it to stop. I was like, "Hey, it's okay, man. We all We've all been all there." Same. I'm like, oh, so nice. But no, <laughs> it wasn't that. Nope, they're all like, hell yeah, we're great at what we do. And we brag about it to our friends uh, once in a while. Right. So, on that note... I lost my train of thought. On that note, ladies and gents, thank you for listening to today's episode. Catch us next time. Let's talk about something else. Until then, see you in the next movie night. Bye. 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 Bye.